If you are like a lot of government contractors, you have problems getting your emails not only opened, but read by contracting officers, program managers, teaming partners, you name it. So today's episode is geared at helping you get those emails open, get them read, and hopefully getting some responses out of them by doing a few very simple practical things. Now, there's eight tips in here, and I will tell you that by far, number eight is one of the ones that if you don't do it, it's going to make your life harder to get these emails done. If you follow step number eight, it's going to make things so much easier because number eight is where you really create a connection with a lot of people. We'll save that till the end and just dive in here. So number one on my list is do your homework. It's probably the simplest one that you could possibly do. And all you have to do is a little bit of research on the person you're actually about to reach out to. It doesn't take a lot of time to scan whether it's Sam.gov, USA Spending, their LinkedIn profile, the organization's website. Before you ask a question, do a little bit of research because maybe the question you're about to ask is so simple that they're going to look at your email and go, this person didn't even look up anything before they reached out. They could have solved this problem and you may just irritate them that person. That may be why they don't respond to it. So just do a little bit of research about that organization, that person, and the question you have. See if you can solve it yourself. And if not, then you have a little bit more education on how to even ask the question. One of the things that I do to preface the fact that I've actually done my homework is I will start off with saying, I've done my homework. Hey, Susan, I've been doing my homework on your agency, this opportunity. I've reviewed your website. I just have a couple of questions that I'd like to ask you about that. And that's it. That's all you got to do. Now you've prefaced that and you've let them know that you have a couple of questions. Now, number two is one that I highly recommend you do as well. Number two is so simple. Name drop if possible. Hey, Susan. I've been talking to Bob over at your sister agency or Jim over at this teaming partner of mine, Mike over at the SBA office or the small business office or whatever it may be, right? If you can name drop somebody, that is always a good one. So open up with, I've been doing my homework. I spoke to Bob. His advice was to reach out to you and ask this question. Again, you may not always be able to do this, but if you can, name dropping is really, really good. And if you can, copy that person on the email. Really simple trick, but that often creates, again, more connection, more engagement from the people. Number three is another really simple tip here. Limit your questions to just two or three questions. If you send an email, even if it's the best questions you've ever come up with in the world and you've got, let's say, seven questions, I think my record is 23 questions that I've received in an email. If you send an email like that with all of those questions, even if somebody wants to respond to you, they're going to see all that and say, man, this is probably going to take 30 minutes, 45 minutes, however long it is to answer all of these questions. And I want to make sure I got all the questions. I'll respond to that later and later becomes tomorrow. Tomorrow becomes next week. Next week becomes never, and they never do it. The people that ask 5, 7, 10, 15 questions, you're not going to get a response doing that. It's just too many questions. It's too time-consuming, and it's something that people just don't have time for. 
Did you know we have our own government contracting community? It's called Federal Access. And inside Federal Access, you have all the tools, tips, strategies, documents, templates, everything you're ever going to need to be a government contractor. But you also get brought into our ecosystem. You get into our private LinkedIn group and you get into our live events and all that kind of thing when you become a member of Federal Access. To learn more, go to federal-access.com forward slash game changers. Now let's get back into this episode. The next one on my list is to make the questions simple and easy to answer. If you make very hard detailed questions with part A, B, C, D, E, F, that's like writing 25 questions. It's not helpful to the person trying to respond to that. So make them very easy and specific. So like if you were asking about the due date, say, hey, would you consider extending the due date on this for the following reasons? Or may I make a suggestion? Would you consider extending the due date on this because we just got back the answers to the Q&A last week? And I feel like based on your responses, it's going to limit competition if you don't extend the due date by at least one week. Would you please consider doing that? It's a fairly simple question to ask versus I have seven parts of a question that are all very, very complicated and are going to require research to do. Make your stuff really, really simple and easy to respond to, and that will make more people want to respond to it. Number five here is come up with a very descriptive headline. I can't tell you how often I will get an email and it just says question for you or question or something along those lines. If I'm sifting through 30, 50, 100 emails, and I just have one that says question, or maybe I have 25 of them that say question, I'm just going to skip over those because a lot of times people skim their emails and determine what to respond to. They don't always respond to the next in line. But if yours is question, would you consider extending the deadline for the following reasons? That's a very specific one. It piques my interest and I know what you're talking about. Or question, I noticed the following FAR clause in there. Did you mean to do that? Something that's descriptive of what they're about to read that lets them know, hey, I want to read this. It's super simple and specific and it's going to be easy to respond to. So a very good headline will get your stuff opened. It'll get it read and it'll often get it responded to. Half the battle is getting someone just to open your email. If they open it, a lot of times they're engaged, they're invested, and they want to deal with it. That's why the headline is so important when you're writing one of these. Number six on my list is something that is often overlooked. All you have to do when you are responding to folks is a simple little thing. When you're done, thank them in advance. Hey, Susan, I really appreciate you taking a look at my email and responding to it. It's really important to us. So thank you in advance for any help that you can provide on this. It's just that simple. You're dealing with government employees in a relatively thankless job where they're constantly getting pounded about one thing or another. Not everybody's going to care that you wrote thanks in advance or I appreciate you or anything like that. Some of them may even look at it and just go, yeah, sure you do, right? But there's going to be a handful, maybe even more than that, who are going to see it and go, I like the tone of this email. I like the way they wrote that. I appreciate it. I'm going to respond to this person simply because they were nice to me. And that's something that's really important to them. Thank them in advance. It's not hard to do. It's just one more tool in your tool bag that will hopefully allow somebody to read it and respond to your question. 
All right, we're in the home stretch here. Number seven on my list is something that a lot of people don't do. It's a pet peeve of mine. When I was working with Tony Robbins and their company, one of the things that was, it was just, adamant you had to do this was if you were responding to an email, you had to change the subject line if the subject changed, as long as it was related, right? If it was a brand new subject that had nothing to do with the previous email, you had to start a new email with a brand new subject line. That was just the way they did business there. They wanted the subject line to be very descriptive of what the topic was about, and they didn't want long email chains for miles and miles and miles. I can't tell you how often I will get an email from somebody that I haven't talked to in one, two, three years, and it's a reply to an old email, and it has absolutely nothing to do with the email chain that we originally started two, three, four, five years ago. That's very irritating to contracting officers. If you have a new subject or a brand new topic that has nothing to do with the last one, start a brand new email chain with its own subject line. That one shouldn't be that hard to do, but a lot of people struggle with that. Imagine if you had kind of a testy exchange with somebody two, three, four months ago, year ago, and you see that email subject pop up. Guess what? The first thing you're going to do is kind of cringe a little bit, not want to get involved. Or maybe that person sent you an email. It was before they watched this video and there were 17 questions in it and they see it and they're like, oh, you know, I'm sure this is going to be 15 more questions about the same thing they could have looked up on their own because they didn't do their homework. No, no, no. Start fresh with a brand new email or at least at a minimum change the subject line so that they know it's a brand new topic. It's a really simple thing to do and a lot of people will appreciate it. So that was number seven. Number eight, which is probably one of my favorite things to do before before you even send the email is actually reach out to that person on LinkedIn, connect with them, follow them. This has kind of been a mantra of mine for years now that I keep talking about and people still don't do it. It still sounds groundbreaking to folks. Just simply connect with them on LinkedIn. You don't have to send a fancy message or anything like that, but send a connection request. And look, if they don't accept the connection request in a day or two, at a minimum, start following them on LinkedIn. You have the ability to do that with people. You can follow them even if they don't connect with you so that you can see what they're posting about and you can start commenting on their posts, sharing their posts, liking their posts, all those kind of little things. Because over time, if you do this and you share their stuff, you interact with them on LinkedIn, maybe you message them here, there, hey, I really appreciate this article you posted. I didn't want to respond publicly, but you know this has been a pet peeve of mine. So I really appreciate your thoughts on that, that sort of thing. If you start to do that, you're no longer Mike in my inbox, your Mike from LinkedIn that comments on my stuff. And that changes the game for you. So I want to recommend you do that with more people. Even if it's just teaming partners, program managers, you name it, you can search all of these people on LinkedIn and connect with them and start building a relationship. Because look, it sucks if you post something on LinkedIn every single day and you only get one or two likes or no likes, which happens to a lot of people. You get zero comments. At some point, you get discouraged about sharing your stuff on LinkedIn. But the moment people start interacting with your stuff, it's a feel-good thing. People love that. They love seeing that interaction. It's just a quick pick-me-up. You can do that with anybody and everybody, and it doesn't cost you a dime. It just costs you a few minutes. And, oh, by the way, the bonus here is you actually get to know a little bit more about the people you're trying to connect with. Use that strategy to connect with folks. Use all of these together to make your 
emails better and I guarantee you, you'll get more stuff read. You'll get more stuff interacted with and responded to, and you'll be a lot happier with your emails overall. If you have any questions about this, as always, you know how to reach me. We'll see you next episode. I really hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, I would really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe to the podcast and screenshot it and tag me on LinkedIn or whatever social media you use. So thank you again for joining us today and we'll see you next time.